the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to the show, Extreme Carolina, a show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. So folks, Get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. I mean, in today's time, it's so much chaos and everything going on. But today, we're bringing you some good news that you can use. I've got my friend with me here today, uh, and he's an amazing author. Uh, I'm not going to say a retired preacher because he, he's always going to be a preacher, <laughs> a pastor. <laughs> and, uh, and and he's an amazing guy. He's written that I know about, uh, probably more than this, two books. And he, you know, he's, he's an amazing author. I got them both and, uh, maximize a marriage, a guide to purposeful and passionate relationship. Imagine pastor talking like that. Anyway, he, <laughs> he got that one. And he also wrote growing together in Christ. i tell you what, I just can't wait to get started. Let's go ahead and bring him on in here my good friend and Pastor uh, uh, Bill Hutchinson. Good morning and welcome to Extreme Carolina, Bill. Come on in, man. Oh, hi, Michael. It's good to be back with you. I'm thankful to be in uh, the Extreme Carolina uh, uh, territory this morning and looking forward to the conversation. All right, man. Thank you. Let's just dive right into it. Let's dive right into it. Now, as, as I mentioned, I know about two. Do you have any other ones that I don't know about that you've written before? These are the first two. I've okay. got others in the hopper, but uh, uh, <laughs> these are the two right now that I've done. And and these were written to support uh, the coaching that I do for couples. Okay. And, uh, the next uh, two will be a little more general in nature, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but they're, they're, written or will be written in the next year or so but uh these are the two right now my friend okay all right well last time you know we folks we've had bill on here before and that was when we talked about maximize or uh marriage maximize let me get that right you know we talked about that and since then we he's come out with growing together in christ now here's a guy then spent many, many over thirty years in in pastoring, and finally decide to retire. But yet and still, he's writing books, and that well, that's what most folks do. They retire and they write books. But anyway, besides besides writing books, he also is coaching. He's coaching married couples. So I, I don't see where he's retired. I, I guess you ask his wife. I guarantee you, she tell you, no, he ain't retired. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, he. So my my question is this: How do you make it all work and still have a semblance of a normal life? You know that's uh, that's the golden question, isn't it? 
I mean, if you get that answer, uh, I will say that, you know, on this side of life, mm-hmm. uh, seven in November, uh, on this side of life, um, it's, I think God allows you to see priorities a little differently. Okay. When I first started and, mm-hmm. uh, first started, it wasn't pretty, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, that's a story for another time, but, mm-hmm. um, but now, um, yeah, it gets testy sometimes, but uh, right. we enjoy our time together. I, my wife and I spend a lot of time together now. She retired from teaching voice at North Georgia, University of North Georgia, and uh, we spend more time with our grandchildren, and uh, we do things together. Yesterday evening after we come back from church, we we spread 13 bags of mulch together. So, uh, you know, we, we're doing stuff together now. Right. Uh, and, and I think it's just uh, learning the priority and finally realizing um, there's a time for everything under the sun. Right. It is. For us. And definitely, it was under the sun spreading that mulch yesterday, but let me tell you. <laughs> yes, sir. And it was hot. I mean, for, for those folks that are looking at this um, this podcast that don't live down here in the South, let me tell you, yesterday was hot, and he wasn't the only one out in the sun. I, my <laughs> wife had me out there, too, and we were doing, we got a big old garden. But anyway, y'all don't want to hear about me. We're, we're here to talk about Bill. And, uh, but he, you know, he since we talked to him, he written a second book. I mean, written it and put it out there. And it is growing together in Christ. Now, you wrote the first one. What And, and what made you decide to write the second one? It's almost like a sequel. Now, as we were just saying, uh, Bill, we were talking about your, your second book and how it was a sequel to the first book. And uh, so you just had so much to say on this topic that it took two books or am I just spitballing here? I mean, can you help us out with that? Well, it it was the the first book being kind of an outline of process I'd used for three decades with couples in preparation for marriage and a few couples who were married. Uh, But what I was noticing as I was a pastor for 38 years, mm-hmm. um, retiring and then coaching now for the last four, um, the the issue that I saw over and over again is even with uh, couples who were both believers, mm-hmm. uh, both of them, the husband and the wife, may have vital spiritual lives separately. Very few couples had one together, mm-hmm. and. My understanding of marriage coming from Genesis chapters one and two is that, you know, God created male and female. Mm-hmm. Chapter, chapter two, the two became one. Mm-hmm. And as I state in the Marriage Maximized book, the, the, the two become one best reflect the three in one in whose image we're created. Mm-hmm. So, okay. If we're really going to experience, I believe, 
what it means to be a child of God, we will experience it best together mm -hmm. as we develop our relationship in Christ together. Okay. So my wife brings things to me. If I, I'll, I've got a story to tell you if you'd like to hear it, but, uh, uh, about that, but the, the, I believe that my wife and I bring something to each other that we don't have. Oh, and okay. God uses that to complete us in our relationship to him. Okay. So you use that as part of your coaching, uh, in, yes. in your coaching with other couples, as yes. well as working on your own marriage. Uh, so yes. that is amazing, man. Uh, it really is. And so the reason I brought that up about the coaching, when I talked about the second book, that uh, that's your gift. That's your gift to the world. That's what you give back. Uh, to the community. And I love that, man. I love it. I love the fact that, you know, you have taken all these many years, 40, 50, or I don't know, 60 years, however long you've been on this planet, you know, you, you've taken all that experience and you put it in these books. And uh, which, by the way, folks, let me say it one more time. Growing Together in Christ is the last one uh, I'll just go ahead and say it in a series of books. And it's two of them now. One, the first one, Maximize, uh, Marriage Maximize, the guide to a purposeful and passionate relationship. That's that's one. And number two is this one here, Growing Together in Christ, uh, the Maximize Couples Guide to a Stronger Devotional Life. Now, I say, you know, this, this is for people who do believe. Now, it yeah. ain't, you know, even if you're not a believer, I think it'll help you. I think it'll help you to probably become some kind of believer, or at least if nothing else, it'll help you to come together as a husband and wife. And uh, because we all, we all have relational issues. And now a person, you know, they're walking around or a couple walking around. Oh, we don't got no problem. No, we good. We good. We good. And man, don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> don't do because we all do. Every one of us have problems. So this is a man that is giving his knowledge to help us with these issues. Now, here's, you know, here's another question that I wanted to ask you about. Sure. Now. in in these years of, of guiding and helping and coaching, what has been your best experience for you that has come out of this? You know, that you say, wow, now that was good. I really, I enjoyed it as well as them. And we don't want names, but can you give us a, a, a time like that? Well, uh there have been a number, but I'll give you the latest one. Uh, I, I am coaching a couple now. Mm -hmm. uh, I began coaching in May of 20. He okay. had just returned from Afghanistan after a year. Um, uh, they had drifted apart. And um, uh, in fact, when he moved back after the quarantining process, uh, he moved into an apartment away from her. Whoa. They were 
Wow. And uh, an, another couple I had coached for a while, uh, best friends with them. And, and so the wife of that couple was best friends with this wife. And she said, you need to talk to Bill. And long and short of the story is um, when I knew that both of them were willing to try it 100 percent what what we could to reconcile um, uh, after. After the first three months of coaching, um, we had finished what I had promised to give them the first the first uh, go around, and uh, I'm still coaching with them right now. But uh, I said, you know, what's the takeaway from this? And without hesitation, he said, "We have never been as close in the ten years we have been together." Than we are right now, and uh, we we've got hope for the future. Uh, and as I said, you know, it's I, I am still coaching them, uh, mm-hmm. so they they are trying to, as you say, as you might say, water in what we've said and let it sink deeply and learn how to communicate better and right. everything. But they're doing a, a great job. They're together. They have two children, so that to me was a big win, and that. You know, my purpose, uh, my purpose is to encourage them and teach them to love one another. And so that that has been it's been a wonderful experience, Michael. Wow. That now that that to me, that says a lot uh, that because we know that they all are not wins. You know, there's some folks that are just not going to. I don't, I can't stand you. I don't want to look at you no more. <laughs> you know, don't call me. <laughs> you know, Wait, me. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead, Bill. Here's the rest of that story. <laughs> Woman who, who recommended me. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the first couples that I'd started coaching and we only got into a month and a half of a three month uh, coaching process. Right. And, uh, and they stopped it. She she was in an affair and chose not to get out of the affair. And so stopped the coaching, but she thought enough of it to recommend it to this woman who was a <laughs> best friend of hers and who was separated from her husband. I oh thought that's just precious. <laughs> if that if that's not a God thing, I don't know what it is, man. I mean, Absolutely, my friend. I mean, woo! I mean, she just, no, nah, I don't know what to do with that guy. I'm going to stay with what I got. But I got a friend. <laughs> she, can <laughs> right. she can use this, man. Oh, my God. Man, that is that is amazing. You know, that that is truly amazing. But now that, you know, that tells all of us that the coaching works. It works. And uh, so for those who need coaching, uh, uh, you need, if nothing else, if you can't get Bill to be your coach personally or, in, or on the phone or whatever, go get the books. Go get the books. And, uh, and where would they get the books at, uh, Bill? Where, where can they find these books? Okay. Uh, Marriage Maximized. Is uh, in, you can get it from Barnes Noble. You can get it from Amazon. Uh, you can get it from Books a Million. Uh, order it from them online. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Growing Together in Christ is printed, but it has not been put out yet. Now I can send them 
I'll give you my address and and they can order it from me. Uh, I have uh, several hundred copies here. Uh, oh, <laughs> been given permission by the the uh, publisher to go ahead and if I if if I can sell some or you know get them out there, that's fine. Uh, they should be in the bookstores uh, spring of twenty two. Ah, look at that. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, so it's I, fresh. It's right out of the oven, brother. Oh, man. Now, don't I feel good? I got a copy <laughs> before everybody else got a copy. So let me and Bill are tight. You know, we tight. He sent me one. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Now, You're let's say the folks are listening and they are listening. Well, wow. What's his address? Well, how do I get in touch with him? How can I get those? Since I can't get it from Barnes & Noble yet. I don't want to wait. How do I go back in the book? Well, uh, for one thing, um, now my website is presently down and being renovated. I'm revamping right now. Okay. Uh, but uh, you can go to my website, which is um, selflesslove.net. Or I can give you the address that you can put in the notes below this. Uh, mm -hmm. If people want to go there. Uh, okay. with oh, Michael? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'll do that. Uh, otherwise, uh, for those who, who want to write it down, uh, it is 1500 right. Robinson Road. Right. In Dahlonega, D-A-H-L-O-N-E-G-A, -E Dahlonega, Georgia. Okay. 30533. All right. We're going to put that in the notes, y'all, in the show notes at the end of the podcast or where the written part is when you're looking for, hey, how can I find that great show, Extreme Carolina? And uh, when they go to find it and they're looking for this one, and then they'll have your uh, email address and how to get a hold of you. And uh, that way they can contact you and get the last book, which is the one that I got in my hand. That's Growing Together in Christ. That's the last one. Ain't on the bookshelves yet, but he's got a couple hundred in his trunk of his car. So if you see him right. riding around, <laughs> him riding around, you can flag him down. Hey, hey, let me get one. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> he got him because I know his wife saying, you need to get some of these books out of this car. <laughs> But uh, that's great, Bill. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Now, in, in in writing these books, I mean, that means you have to take time. You have to take time to sit down and write these books. Now, I know that, you know, you're not pastoring anymore. You're still coaching. And, uh, and of course, you spend time out in the garden with the wife, you know, doing things, doing this, doing that. Now, but that doesn't leave a lot of other time to do things in the community because we like to ask our guests on this show, you know, what are you doing beyond? Cause it's sort of like a job, but not really a job on the coaching. Uh, but what is it that you're doing to give back in the community that you can share with us? Well, the a few things that, you know, that we do now, uh, we don't publicize a lot of this, but um, okay, my don't do. great baker and and uh, she has a killer um, cream cheese pound cake. And 
she will cook that and we take it to some people, you know, uh, who, yeah. who have issues, uh, visit with them. That's one of the things I still love doing is, is visitation. Okay. people okay. I've known for years, uh, pastored most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, we, we are engaged in a community event that started in the church I pastored uh, mm-hmm. about seven or eight years ago. Right. But um, once a year, the, the community churches get together, go out, and they'll have 30 or 40 projects. Now, this was pre-COVID. Right. But go out, and for a day, we'd mix teams up and put different – we'd put Baptists and Catholics and Methodists and Episcopals. and There you it, go. Got a prophecy and all of these folks together and we go out and serve people in every sort of way that you can think of. Wow. From a group of people to sing at nursing homes to, and children to nursing homes to sing, to doing construction work, cleaning, painting, uh, cutting grass, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we, we do that. I've, I was fortunate to be in a church that wanted to do that. We started it. The other churches liked it. We got, we still do that. In fact, it has grown into a, not just a once a year thing, but uh, every week thing. Uh, nice. There you go. It's on uh, uh 501c3 kind of uh, non-profit okay. organization. Right. And so um, that's one of the ways I still get a chance uh, occasionally, and and I, in fact, I will this next month. Soon, I'll be preaching in a in a church not far from well, it's between you and me. Okay, uh, actually, near Blairsville, Georgia. And, hey, look at there, that's close. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I I enjoy that. Um, one of the things that I do when churches feel comfortable with gathering again. Um, okay, one of the things I offer is to go into any church who would like to have uh, a work workshop on a Saturday. I don't church a thing. I just go in there from like uh, eight 30 to two and right. we have about four and a half, five hours and it's fun. It's informative. It's based mostly upon my marriage maximized book. Some of the out of there that uh, are very useful to help mm-hmm. couples develop relationships and and to renew and maintain relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I charge couples $25 each primarily just so they uh, will, they got a little skin in the game and will right. come. Right. Um, but that's, um, that's one of the things I do. It's not a moneymaker. It's okay. just to go out and give back because it's the way I can uh, support the church and mm-hmm. strengthen families. Um, yeah. And so that's one of the ways I give back. And I have several of those coming up uh, between now and the end of the year. And then after just after the first of the year. And I'm, yeah. people can contact me if you're interested in your church having one. If it's within a certain driving distance here, right. I'm glad sure. to do that. Right. Um, uh, from North Georgia here, I'm uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, Alabama, right. down in there. Okay. Uh, I hope to be going to Alabama later this fall uh, to to do one of these. So, uh, nice. trying to give back to the church because is the church needs to be stronger. Yeah. And this is how you do it. You you know you 
You help the fabric of the congregation. Each of yeah. Them. Yeah. You're giving back what has been given to you, you know, so that's, you know, that's we, it. we like that, man. As a matter of fact, the way you and I met, uh, you mentioned uh, a 501c3 and yes. uh, one of our good friends, Miss Della Lago, you know, shout out to Della. I mean, she has a 501c3 or is a part of one, and yes. that is uh, CASA. And yep. Uh, yep. they're doing an amazing thing. So I know you've had some, you know, something to do with that. You know, if nothing else, Della got you to open your pocketbook or something to give to that thing, <laughs> you know, because they're doing some amazing things. And, uh, well, uh, actually, I was, Della had me to come to her in Oda Casa, it's North Georgia Casa. There are right. like eight districts of Casa in Georgia. Right. Uh, but um, she had me come there back in April and in June to do some training with her volunteers. They have about right. eight years. Uh, not so much marriage training, but right. communication uh, and then okay. volunteer self-care. And okay. this is under a lot of what I did as a pastor and, and everything anyway, but it's one right. of the ways again to try to invest in the community. There you go. That's a good one right there. And yeah. of course, uh, Della also had me, I'll be down in Delaga this fall myself. Uh, she liked uh, what I do and uh, that is being an MC and also interviewing. Uh, several of the the people down there. I was there earlier in the year in the spring. Yes, they had. A I thing. remember. Yeah, and so you know, Della, she's amazing. She's got organized stuff all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and, phenomenal person. Yeah, and they're doing a thing, and I'm she gonna get so mad at me. I don't remember it uh, here next month, the end of next month. A thing in Blairsville. They have been offered. Uh, uh, to be the the ones who run this opportunity, this five hundred one c three, which you know makes thousands of dollars for their organization. And, wow! Uh, I mean, it's amazing. And so she uh, has been offered that and asked me to come in. You know, and I guess you would think I would know the name of it since she asked me, but, <laughs> but I, I got to get with Della. Della's amazing. So thank you so much, Della. We appreciate it. Shout out to you. But uh, while we're here with uh, Bill, we want to make sure that we continue to to get the things from Bill that he is offering to the community. I mean, your mm-hmm. your passion, your skill, the things that you're doing to help the community, man, it's amazing. I mean, we really, our hats off to you on that. We, we do that. But before we let you go, we, you know, even though it's the second time around, we still like to ask our guests. Uh, some of those questions we asked you in the beginning in case some folks didn't get it, but or or in the first one, let me say that first interview. And uh, I know, you know, the answers to them because they're you. And, and one of those is, um, is what's the best advice bill? What's the best advice you've ever received in your life? Can you share with us that? Wow, the the uh, best advice I received as a pastor, mm-hmm. pastor was from an older gentleman who whom I was visiting. This was back in 1981. Ooh, back a little bit, okay. He uh, took me out to his pear orchard. It was the fall <laughs> of the year, and he said, or early fall, September, and he said, "Come get you some 
some pairs for Mary Beth to put up. So we went out and grabbed a box off his porch and went out there and he was pulling those pairs with me and he, he stopped and he looked over in the pasture and he said, he said, uh, when I was young and growing up here, we had a dairy. And uh, when it came, when I became old enough, it became time for me to get involved and I'd have to go out in the evening after school and bring the cows in for their evening milking. Mm-hmm. And the first time my daddy told me to do that, I knew exactly how I was going to do it. It's how I had read in those dime store Westerns that I'd been reading. <laughs> I got at the drugstore here in yeah. Pembroke, Georgia. He said, I saddled the horse and went and put that herd of cows between me and the barn mm-hmm. and started to herd them right on up there. And he said, they scattered and it took me over two hours to get them back to the barn. And they were all upset and didn't want to give their milk. Right. He said, what I learned was if you will just pull your horse up beside the, the, the lead bell cow, one of two of them and let her start wherever she wants to go and then slowly turn her to the barn, she'll get there and she'll be glad she did and thought it was her idea. And all those other cows will follow her and they'll think it was their idea and they will be glad. <laughs> Bill, we Baptists are just like those old cows. If you run at us, then, and that's what I was doing as a young pastor. I had all these great ideas and I was running at them. Right. So uh, that was, that was uh, the, the good professional advice. The second thing my mother told me before I got married, she said, son, she said, it's not the big things. It's the accumulation of little things that often ruins a marriage. And see, I've, I've witnessed this as a pastor and as a coach because I have seen couples recover from infidelity. Right. But I have seen them also dissolve their relationship over years, accumulation of small things like squeezing the toothpaste tube in the middle or hanging the toilet paper in the wrong way or leaving shoes in the floor or not dishes. Mm -hmm. Over the years, that equals uh, a a selfish um, disregard and disrespect for a mate. And sometimes that's just too much to recover from. So, what I try to teach my couples is that you rebuild a relationship or renew a relationship by a consistent application of small steps. Hmm. The big thing. It's not huge trips or huge gifts. It's the daily application of small steps that renews or rebuilds a relationship. So wow. that. That's the the advice that I was given that I would give. <laughs> From your mama. Your mama uh, started you right there, my friend. <laughs> From your, 40, I, 44 years ago, almost. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He said, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Here it is. And you're going to know it. And you know what? I, I see that. I can see that, you know, in my own life, you know, uh, where that little thing, they just build up. You know, they may they may not mean anything right now, but you keep putting something, put something else on it, something else on it. And pretty soon, all those little things be these big things that is hard to overcome. Man, thank you for that. We really appreciate that. A large wall is built with 10,000 small bricks. So, wow. There you go, folks. Y'all heard it on the on Extreme Carolina. That piece of advice. Y'all better take that. 
because <laughs> that's good. That's a large wall, 10,000 bricks. I like it, man. That's good. Now, also, on the flip side of that, being successful, you know, mm-hmm. having a successful marriage or having a successful life, um, you know, we see these stories, you know, we see how people, and we're putting you in that too, Bill, because a lot of us would love to write a book, but we haven't done it yet. You, sir, have not only written one, but you got two. And then got, I don't know how many in the Harper that you just said this morning. Yeah, I got some more in the Harper. I ain't got out yet. So to me, that's a success. That's a success because the best success stories they begin with failure. I mean, you just didn't come out with a success right off the bat. You failed and failed and failed and failed. And finally, boop, they popped out. Now, can you give us one? I know there's many. Can you give us one failure that you had that kind of, you saw yourself on this failure, but that failure turned you around and sent you back to become a success. Can um, I can tell you about um, 1995, 19, early 1996, actually. Uh, I was um, reading a book by Gary Chapman entitled The Five Love Languages. Yeah. And um mm-hmm. Somebody recommended it to me. I was reading it at the office at church and uh, I came home one day. My wife greeted me at the door and she, you know, I, when she opened the door uh, to the, to the carport, the smell of a good meal was wafting out and <laughs> she kissed me and she said, why don't you go get changed and come back? The girls will set the table and we'll eat. So uh, my wife, two daughters and I sat down and had a wonderful meal and I thought, okay, look, uh, the girls are going to go get their homework done. I will, I'll clean the table and the dishes if if you'll just go sit down and relax some. I appreciate right. the meal. And I thought that was a good thing, you know, stuck in his thumb and pulled out the plum. Well, <laughs> it took me about 20, 25 minutes to get the dishes washed and counters cleaned off and all that stuff. And I walked. From the kitchen into the, the the den where my wife was sitting, and I had a big smile on my face, and she looked up and she wasn't smiling, and and so I said, "Well, I'm finished," and uh, I was so proud of myself for what I'd done for her, and and she still wasn't smiling, and I thought, "Well, <laughs> what's up? I did good. Appreciate that," <laughs> and that started a conversation that was intense, but it was brief. <laughs> And finally, in about five minutes, she said, look, Bill, I appreciate that you washed those dishes, but I would rather have watched, washed them with you than you washed them for me. And all of a sudden, I realized what I was doing was, was doing an act of service for her, which is one of the five love languages that, right. that, uh, that Gary, Gary Chapman. Chapman. Yeah. But she was saying, I want quality time with you. Now, after we had our conversation on that, and I apologized, and I brought in the book, and we read it together, that revolutionized our life. And it was a big fail for me because I had always done that kind of thing, given her what I thought I wanted to give instead of giving her what she needed. Hmm, wow. And I learned <laughs> that to be selfless 
And that's why I call my coaching selfless love coaching. When I learned to be selfless and forget about myself and think more about her, then uh, she was willing to forget about herself and think more about me. And guess who wins in that situation? Uh-huh. There you go. Both people win. So that's right. um, that, that probably is one of the clearest moments for me. You know, that that clarity came through and it was just the perfect timing because somebody recommended the book. I was reading the book. Then that happened. And then I think God connected this, the dots in my mind. Yeah, there you go. We've been doing that since then. You know, Chapman wrote the book in 95. I've been using it in my own marriage and with couples since 1996. Um, and, And I can promise you. And I talked to Gary Chapman when I wrote a, a chapter about five love languages in uh, Marriage Maximized. I right. thought I better call him first and finally got a conversation with him. And I said, after we talked for 20 minutes, I said, Gary, I, I want to I make one comment to my couples and I want you to tell me whether I'm overselling or not. Right. Tell these couples if they will do what I tell them to do. Oh, five love you. languages. Yeah. that I can guarantee that they will not miss passion in their relationship. He's mm-hmm. I said, that is that correct or incorrect? And he stopped for a moment and he said, Nope, you're right. So I guarantee people if they will do as God intended to be selfless with one another, mm-hmm. express love in a selfless fashion, which is God's kind of love, right? That you will have a close relationship, there will be a passion in your relationship because you got two winners, not one winner. There you go. And that, that matches what we talked about early on in the conversation uh, about the one, you know, was uh, I'm done and, you know, so you can have them, but you know, and, and yeah, right. you're right. Now uh, I got, we got time. We got time for about maybe a couple more questions. So, okay. we're, so, so we're trying to run through them. But today we have been focused on growing together in Christ. Your, yes, sec, your second book, which is yes. one I know you want to talk up. You know, not just only that, but you want to talk up maximize or marriage maximize as well. But now here, here's my question. There are two different books, even though they're they're closely tied together. But I know there is a big idea for this second book yes. that you can share with the world. What would that big idea for this book be? The, the big idea for growing together in Christ is that uh, if, if you want to experience what God intended for your marriage, and I've got a story about that where my wife and I, uh, this both of these books have our fingerprints all over it and our failures as well as our successes. But if you want to really realize what God intended for marriage, then you can't just have individually uh, a close relationship with with God. You have to have together that close relationship. When God created us in his image. God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit created us in his image. He created us male and female. And he meant for the male and female to become one because the two become one best represents the three in one. Mm -hmm. So I can't fully appreciate who God is 
without my wife. <laughs> I can give a, just two nights ago, my wife and I were having a devotional time and we finished praying and she prayed second. And I had to tell her how much I appreciated her prayers. And the reason is uh, I have three degrees. Uh, sometimes education gets in the way. <laughs> and, you know, your mind tries to think too much and ask too many questions and everything. But when I listen to my wife pray, it is a, a simple faith that I sometimes lose. And I need to understand that, that trust that uh, doesn't have to be verified, you know? Mm. And so I told her that. And that is an arc that took a long time for us to get to. Because that was one of the things that stood between us for decades in having uh, a close relationship together in Christ was I was the pastor. I had all the education. She had plenty of education, but it was in music. And so when we started talking about the scripture, we started praying. She felt inadequate. And I didn't realize I'm, I was contributing to that by uh. I used or whatever. So, um, uh, it has been refreshing for me to get back into praying just uh, prayers of, of simple faith. And that's, we could talk more about that later, but that's the big idea for me. The two become one help us to experience better the three in one. <laughs> so if we're going to know God, I can't just know him by myself. Right. No, know him together. That's right. So there you have it, my friend. Wow. And, you know, and that's that word in the middle of that title, together. You yes, know, sir. That, that word together is in the middle of growing together in Christ. And yes, sir. Uh, I don't know if you thought about that when you named that the name of the book, but <laughs> there it is right there, man. Uh, that's a great book. And again, folks, uh, uh, if you want to get in touch with Bill, which he didn't write Bill on the book. He wrote William. <laughs> he got William. You'll see it. Somebody will see it one day in the store. I wonder if that's the same guy. <laughs> you know, he goes by Bill, but on the books, he write William. <laughs> so, but anyway, they'll be able to find it on this show, on the show notes. We will have notes about Bill and how you can get either one of these books. And we're just happy that uh, he wanted to take time out of his life to come and be with us on Extreme Carolina to tell us about these two books and also to tell us about the things that he and his wife are doing in the community. I bet you them pound cakes, which I do not eat anymore. I bet they are really, really good. And some folks are really appreciating them. But uh, I got memories though of them. So I, I remember. Good <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're real happy. We're real uh, glad. And, you know, and for the folks, you know, and this is personal, but I'm going to share it for me. But I'm going to share it with you guys. And he signed it. He signed the book on the inside. I love it when an author signs a book for me. It, it just puts me over the moon. But he signed it. He said, to Susan and Michael, in hoping with prayers that you will find support 
in your spiritual unity. Uh, wow. I mean, that right there, I really appreciate it, man. I mean, that right there, spiritual unity, that's the book, together, together. And that's what it's all about, is the two coming together as one in the three. Yes, you know, and so, uh, man, I'm glad you wrote it. Can't wait for one of the ones in the hopper to come out. But you said those will be more of a different type. Uh, would you tell us again one, one more time what the, what they'll be like? Well, uh, the one that I'm presently doing research on writing on is uh, going to be something about like living in the thin place. And the thin place is that that place where there's not much distraction between us and God. Hmm. Trying to help people move from having occasional thin place experiences to uh, having them regularly. And it's thin in place. Thin the place. thin place, T H I N, thin place. Wow. From uh, Celtic Christianity, the uh, the Celts back the 8th, 9th, 10th centuries, uh, 8th, 9th, 10th centuries, Mm-hmm. Their their spirituality uh, developed in such a way that it had some uh, metaphysical stuff about it. You know, they they well at that time they weren't scientific anyway. But there was uh, this idea came to me when I read a story about a lady who was the first female lecturer uh, at Oxford, I believe it was uh, Evelyn Underhill. Mm-hmm. Had a friend who went to the island of Iona, uh, came back. Her gardener said, where have you been? She, he said, well, I've been to Iona. And she said, he said, oh, that's a thin place. And she said, what do you mean? She said, well, there's not much between you and God there. So I wow. started learning about that and thinking mm-hmm. about that. And, and that really has meant something to me. Then the other one is actually a book that I'm going to hopefully co-write with uh an equestrian lady. Uh, ah, horse and, rider. Okay. Uh, it's going to be about um, uh, discipleship and dressage. <laughs> it's okay. Gonna, the, the, the similarities, this is probably going to be more in story form, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, about the different, the, the similarities between uh, an equestrian in dressage, you mm-hmm. remember, that's a beautiful form of uh, horsemanship. Yeah, but beautiful. Yeah, really parallels our relationship with God in Christ, because um, the goal is not to take the spirit away from the, the the energy away from the horse, but to direct it and do it in a way so that the the horse and the rider become one. One. Yeah. And uh, you cannot even see the the little um, nudges or whatever that the nuances, yeah, is to direct to the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my that's going to be the the fourth book out. Um, wow! So it, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be some people think that's going to be more of a niche book, but no, it's going to hopefully have pictures and beautiful pictures of horses and equestrian stuff, and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a nice a nice explanation of what God wants to happen in my life. Wow. Yeah. So. That sounds great. And that's definitely 
a book with pictures, I definitely yeah. gotta have that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely gotta have that. I like reading, but I like pictures. Write my name on that. So, okay, make sure Michael <laughs> get one of these. But man, I tell you what, we have come up against the wall here, sure. up against the clock, and we're just about out of time, man. I tell you what, this has been a fantastic time. I really enjoy time uh, with you, uh, Bill. I mean, you 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 know how to you you're you're, you're a great conversationalist, and to share with us all the wonderful things that you're doing uh, in your life with other people. I love the fact mm-hmm. that you are having success with other people because out of this whole topic today, I love the part where the woman who decided I don't want nothing else to do with this guy that I am married to, but let me send somebody your way that I think you can help. And you actually helped them, you know, <laughs> Yeah. To me, to me, that just that tells me you are doing a, mm-hmm. a yeoman's work, man. You're doing a yeoman's job. So, so thank you so very much. Thank we, you, sir. Man, we we really appreciate that. Now we're gonna get ready to get out of here, uh, but uh, you know, I just I just can't thank you enough, man. I cannot thank you enough. So thank you, Bill. Appreciate you being on the show. And uh, Thank you, Michael. It's been my privilege and, and always my pleasure, brother. I, I enjoy talking with you. So uh, I'm still looking for some of that produce from your, your wife's garden there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'll swap yeah. you a, a green cheese pound cake <laughs> or some squash. <laughs> now, you're talking about a guy that's about to get a knot upside his head. Now, I can get you. Some produce, but a pound cake is not in my future. So okay. I tell you what, we we just got to meet somewhere because I don't think you can send that stuff in the mail. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're, we're we're seeing some great pictures. But hey, man, I got to get out of here. Thanks for being here, and I appreciate you. it. I uh, you know, before we get out of here, I always like to say, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers uh, uh, that are passionate and purpose-driven like today, like Bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're, they're making a difference. And by us listening to the stories uh, that they bring to us, Extreme Carolina listeners will have the opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired. And so with that said, we, we're going to get out of here, but we have the quote of the day. I got a positive quote of the day and I love, love, love saying them. They are so, so, uh, so good. And here it is. Oh, get out. Drum roll. Drum roll there. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. John Quincy Adams. There you go. Hey, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate y'all. God bless everybody. Peace. We out.